It's time to listen to a teaching of the Vivify Ministries. It is our joy that your heart is awakened to the finished works of Christ with such powerful simplicity. All right, here we go. So, I'm just, um, you know what our topic is today? Our topic is source code. Source code. I know a whole lot of you, some pro- programmers in the house, will probably be like, mm, "Source code. What is source code? What are we going to do?" I know that, but I believe that as we go through this, your eyes will be open. Your eyes will be open. Your eyes will be open. So, guys, please can we turn over to the book of Genesis three, from verse two to six? We're going to be just going through that scripture. Now, open up to Genesis three. Genesis chapter three. And I'll just go ahead to read as fast as possible. It says, The serpent was the shrewdest of all wild animals, and the Lord God had made, that the Lord God had made. One day he asked the woman, Did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It is only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be open as soon as you eat it, and you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful, and its fruit looked delicious, and she wanted the wisdom it would give to her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, Then she gave some to her husband, who was with her, and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened, and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they shooed fig leaves together together to cover themselves. And if we go through this scripture, a whole lot of us will probably start having arguments like, Oh, yeah, it's the woman's fault, it's the man's fault, it's the woman's fault. That's what most guys usually um, use to attack ladies and say, Oh, if not for you guys, we won't be in this mess. But that's not even the point. That's not the point that we're trying to drive here. God created us, man. When God put Adam in the, in the garden, Adam, um, Eden was an atmosphere where God's presence was constantly dwelling. Like, God's presence was there. There was no leave, no transfer. God did not go anywhere. And so, you would hear, you would um, read through in scriptures and say, and God would come in the cool of the evening and would spend time with Adam and talk to Adam. So there was a proper connection between both of them. There was a proper connection, which means God created us to hear his voice. Like, man was born with the ability to hear in the spirit man, not by the flesh. Man was created with the ability to be able to hear what God is saying. But the thing is, ever since the devil was cast out, you get, in the spiritual realm, there's a contention that has been happening. Every single thing that, that happens in this world is, a, is, a, is, is, is as a result of light and darkness. There's always a constant wrestle. There's always a constant wrestle. But of course, we know that our God is victorious. So when it comes to hearing the voice of the Lord, it's a two-way thing. Is it that you hear the voice of the Lord or you hear the voice of the devil? The moment you decide not to hear the voice of the Lord, the moment you stay away from hearing the voice of the Lord, you will hearken to the voice of what the enemy is telling you. So here, we'll read um, what... 
the devil was telling Eve. He told her that he said, I, I wrote up here, I said, the devil is able to wrap up evil or good, evil in good and make it look good. He would wrap up evil and make it look so good to you. He told Eve, Eve said, when Eve told, told him that, oh, she said here, um, it is only from the, from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat that God said, he says, God said you must not eat or even touch it. If you do, you will die. And the devil comes up all of a sudden and says, boom, you won't die, the serpent replied. He says, God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. So now that was the opportunity she gave to the devil to speak to her. Take note, Eve had been dwelling in God's presence. Eve had been bringing in that God's presence. How come the how come the serpent still came to deceive them? How did that happen? So Eve had been spending time. Eve had been seeing oh her and her husband they've been there together, and God had been talking to them. But the split moment her husband is not around. The split moment oh I I I'm I'm forced to believe that even if Adam was there alone and the, and this the serpent tempted Adam, it's possible that Adam would have fallen too. It would, have been, it would have probably been the other way around. Just like I said before, it's not a story of, oh, the woman caused this or the woman did this first. So, as, what they call it, as she was told that, she gave room to listening to what the devil said. And that's because she was not focusing on what the word of God had said. So, from that moment, that is when things, that's when things went down south. Things started to get crazy and and now it has gotten us to the current state we are in the current state of the world where we are in the world is fully depraved like mankind the depravity of man you can't even we can't even explain it i'm, I'm like sometimes i look at things happen i don't know if, if you sit back on some days maybe you just go out in lagos lagos alone can show you how terrible mankind is you go out in lagos you've prayed fervently you've um you've edified yourself in, in the language of the Holy Ghost you've declared words you've said things prophesied over your life and said a lot of amazing things and then you step out on the road and all of a sudden you see something very terrible or you see something that you can't like, I mean I, I don't want to say some of those things but then you know that you've had those experiences and you're like God what kind of word is this I'm tired I'm completely tired of this of this word so I'm just going to highlight a few points a few points to show you how the devil wraps up good or wraps up evil in good and he'll make it look good and make it enticing for you you'll not be like oh are you are you serious hmm okay okay no problem so now in this world in this depraved world all the devil does is to corrupt what God has done one love God's definition of love is completely different from any other thing you'd see different posts like oh if 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 you love if if he loves you or uh, you see a girl is in an abusive relationship and the guy is beating her up and everything and she'd be like oh it's because he loves me like if you don't if he doesn't love me he will not he will not chastise me like really are you hear like terrible things where maybe the guy is demanding a whole lot of stuff he's saying oh if she loves me she would be able to have sex with me if she doesn't have sex with me, then she doesn't love me. That means she doesn't have feelings for me or anything. And you probably see the girl trying to beg and be like, no, like, I can't do this. I can't do that, blah, 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 blah. And the guy's like, you know what? It's over. I'm done. And the girl starts to cry. Terrible experience. Terrible experience. And that is what the devil has done. The devil has taken love and turned it into something else. That people don't know that you can actually stay with a woman and not touch her be because you love her. 
So normally when you when you love somebody, you're there for them, you enjoy them, and you know that spending time sexually with them only counts in the confines of marriage. But now, because of the, the, the way the devil has perverted it, you see that, oh, okay, you can do it. You can have fun as much as you want. Another way the devil has perverted things, if you notice, there's been a whole lot of trend, trends that have been going on. You see people woke, people are being woke, the whole liberalism, people are being liberals and stuff like that. And I told my friend one day, I'm like, you see this liberalism thing that everybody's talking about? It will get us into trouble. Because when there's no rule, you will continue to do. You will continue to do. At first, people started their own. They said, oh, no, you can't define the way I dress. You can't define the way I do this one as a guy. I can decide to dress like a woman. No problem. Cross-dressers started coming in. Before you know what's happening, someone will wake up in the morning and say, ah, ever since I've... Just imagine it. Imagine if I just come out one day, me now. I come out and I say, guys, um... You know what? Like, I, I really don't even want to be Kelechi anymore. Like, I want to change my name to Sandra. And then all of a sudden, I start, to, I start wearing skirts. I start to give myself um, hormone inject, injections and stuff like that. You guys will probably be like, ah, ah. Pastor K will probably even slap me or something. And be like, ah, ah, ah. What is, wrong with, what is wrong with this guy? But you see people in this generation go through those experiences. You say, oh, I don't even want to be a man anymore. I don't want to be a woman anymore. Or you see people that come up and give terms like, oh, them, she, don't address me as her again. I'm, I'm them. And I'm like, I don't get, I don't get which one is them. So do you get just a whole lot? I saw something on the news that struck me. A woman, a woman posted and she said, she's, I think she's Hispanic or something. And she said, she doesn't want to be Hispanic anymore. She wants to be black. That she believes she was created to be black. And this is liberalism. No rules, no rules. You're not guided by anything. You're just living your life and doing what you want to do. No rules. She said she wants to be black, and so she she started living, started living and acting black and every single thing. Another person came up with his own, she, uh, with her own. She said, ah, uh, that she feels like she should have been born abnormal. She feels like she should have been born abnormal, and so she cut off her hand, cut off her, cut off her hand. And decided to be abnormal. I, uh, uh, yeah, I'm like, how? How do you even think of that? Another one woke up and said that he was that he feels like at at his stage now he's supposed to be a baby, that he can choose what he wants to be, and so now he wants to be a baby. So guess what? He crawls at home. They wear him. They put on pampers for him. They clean up. They clean up his mess. All those things. He pees on himself. Does everything. Take notes. That is when the devil. You know that the devil. Eh? This one is not even the village. Your village people. The devil has cooked himself. He said today, me and you, I will hold you. I will hold you. And it sounds funny. It sounds funny. Yeah, we might laugh about it, but guys, it's showing you how terrible this world is going. How terrible this world is getting. And in all honesty, it's not going to get better. It is not going to get better. Things will keep getting worse and worse and worse. And if you don't have a standard, if you don't have a standard to judge, if you don't have a standard, something guiding you, you will be a mumu. Like you, every single thing, every single work thing will make you feel like, oh, are you serious? Uh-uh. Mado, like, oh, wow. Okay, cool. Every single thing would look good to you just because you are not guided. So, as like I said, all these single, all these things here show how depraved man has been, and it will keep getting worse. And the only way, the only way we can survive all this, is by hearing whose voice. I want you guys to put up in the comment whose voice are we supposed to hear.
I can't see any. I can't see any comments. Whose voice are we supposed to be hearing now, guys? Okay, since nobody's commenting, no wahala. The voice of God, right? So the only way we can survive all this is by hearing the voice of God and the voice of God alone. And how do we hear the voice of God? The voice of God is in His Word. The voice of God is in His Word. A lot of times, I, like I remember times like in school, I would hear people come and tell me, oh, they heard from God. Like they heard God tell them this, they heard God tell them that. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, like, oh, God is telling people things and I'm here. Like, I'm really here and I'm not hearing from Him. I would feel bad. I would go to my hall and feel so terrible because I can't hear the voice of God. And someday, I was sitting there and I talked to my pastor and my pastor is like, oh, are you okay? How many times have you studied your Bible? In my mind, I don't know if you guys know that smiley, the smiley that the lady will put her hand on her face and twist the mouth to the other side. That is exactly how I kept my face. And he's like, how many times have you studied the Bible? He's like, every single time you tell me you want to hear the voice of God, you want to hear God speak to you, but you don't even study his word. So if you, if you don't study his word, how will you even know when he verbally speaks? How will he be able to discern when he verbally speaks? So today we are going to be spending time to make you understand what is important the most important thing the most important thing is the word of god and the word of god helps you to see the world it literally helps you like people feel like oh the word of god is just there like i mean it's nothing you are just i mean the word, what um there was this bible study group that was somebody added me to a person added me on the group and they were talking about it and the girl one of the girls that was doing bible study said um so uh i don't really think that we can we must study the Bible in this Bible study group. Like, we can just discuss random stuff and um, just thank God for His love. You know, God is love. The God of Allah is God. The Buddha is God. And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Voila. Like, I was so sh- Like, I didn't even know what to say. But then we all started talking and I, I kept on hitting and saying, I'm like, it's a lie, you. Anything she said, I'm like, ah, it's a lie, you. It's a lie, you. It's a lie. And then everybody started asking me, oh, what is it? And I started telling them the truth. So, guys, we are not, today, um, we're going to emphasize on the power and the importance of the word of God. What is your source code? And the definition of source code basically means the fundamental component of a, con- of a computer program. So, what is your core? Like, what is the core of your being? Like, if they shake you now, you know how somebody will say, ah, if they shake me, eh? If maybe you're trying to beg someone for money, you're like, guy, how far now, big bros? Hey, senior man, senior man, how far now, drop, give me small money. And you, you're not the person, bros. If they shake me, you won't even bring five naira. So my own question to you today is, if we shake you, if we shake you, if challenges shake you, what will come out of you? What is going to come out? So what is the core? What is the fundamental component of your life? What do you feed on? What do you dwell on? So I'm going to show you how the Bible is important in every single view that we can imagine. Every single worldview. I'll just talk about a few talk about a few things. Or I'll just bring only one point because I don't want to stress this one. So I'm going to talk about sexism. And there are a few other points like slavery, how people, people say, oh, okay, if your God is good and if your Bible is good, how come your, your, your God allowed slavery in, in scriptures? How come he allowed sexism? How come no woman was allowed to teach? Take note. 
that is a very very wrong perspective anybody that says that does not even understand scriptures and has not read scriptures to know that deborah was appointed a judge by god like god appointed deborah a judge over men over men you see the same way okonji wala now is they've appointed at the um, director general or something or the head of world trade organization god appointed deborah like he did not say it was not a man that appointed god appointed her and made her a judge over men you can check that in in luke from verse 10 in luke 10 from verse 38 to 42 i want us to just go through that oh no we might not have as much time but just you can write that scripture down in luke 10 38 to 42 there was an experience where mary and martha mary invited jesus to the house yeah mary invited jesus to the house and jesus was teaching as jesus was teaching i think martha was at the feet of the of the father learning and she was learning from learning from jesus while the learning process was going on mary comes out and she's like ah martha martha how far now like what's up come and wash plates like you should be in the kitchen helping out you should be in the building i'm doing this one doing that one but jesus corrected her immediately he literally corrected her and told her to stop it that she needs to understand and she needs to study the like uh, mother needs to study the word so even christ himself did not discriminate a woman from being fully into ministry from life generally there was no time that god or G, uh, god and while jesus was on earth discriminated women so the first witness to christ's resurrection were women have you, have you ever thought of that and why 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 were they women because they were diligent servers in the house of god they were not on the back bench they were not the ones that they would tell them oh oh you know what don't come out don't come out stay inside cover yourself no they were diligent workers so even when christ died they they were coming around they were still coming around to do the work to do the work and god god revealed himself first to them and i said it's not a coincidence that jesus came into the world through a woman and even at his grave it was still women that were there so if you people think that god is sexist please change that idea because the father upholds women a lot the father upholds uphold he upholds women a lot a lot so we're just going to dive into um the second thing we're talking about today on that source code is the nature of god's word the nature of god's word and our anchor scripture for today is psalm 119 verse 105 you can just open up Psalm 119 verse 105 and I would really love us to say it together. So are you, are you guys ready? Psalm 119 verse 105. So let's go. It says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I don't know, I don't know if you understand. It says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and light for my path. So which means if you understand if 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 you're dwelling in god's word there's no way you will miss the direction there's literally no way you'll be stranded there's literally no way you will trip because god word god's word is a lamp to guide our feet and if it's a lamp to guide our feet that means our path is being lit up and we'll be able to walk without falling right so i want us to hold that scripture to our head to hold that scripture and we're going to memorize it you can even memorize it now as we are going. I know some of, for some of you, you don't remember when we used to sing, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, 
and I lie onto my path. If you're not learning, start to learn it now because we'll sing it after this. So, the nature of God's word, we're going to talk, we're going to discuss the nature of God's word. One, the first thing I want you guys to understand is God's word is reliable. I want you to say it to yourself now. Say God's word is reliable. Say it. If you can comment in the chat. God's word is reliable. Hallelujah. Just say it to yourself. God's word is reliable. Say it to yourself. Okay. So, when we're talking about God's word being reliable, I want us to take go out of scriptures. You know, most times when we want to when we want to prove the um authenticity of the bible because we don't just necessarily need to go only through the bible do you get so out of all the literally documents in history the bible is the most authentic i don't know if you know that out of all literally documents is it literary literary right yeah literary documents in history the bible is the most authentic the bible god which is god's word is the most authentic so from the new testament manuscripts here critics always look for new ways to attack the new testament and its reliability some people say oh well it's not as reliable as a historical document like it's not as reliable as the others but take note it has over 5600 greek copies in possession today like till date it has over 5600 greek copies in possession which is definitely like it's far more than we have of maybe Plato, Aristotle, and all these guys. Like, that's how accurate the Bible is. And the New Testament, about 99.5% of the New, Te- New Testament texts are pure, are complete. 995 like, you know, when, you, when you're doing debtor adverts, you see 99.9. For something to be 99.5% textually pure, it means that it is actually accurate. Another another point we can look and because I'm going to go through as fast as possible. Another point to show that the Bible is reliable would go through the prophecies of the Messiah. You can write down down prophecies of the Messiah. That's another way that we can prove that the Bible is reliable. So there's so many religions that have books to claim like books that claim to be the truth, yeah. But it's only the Bible that contains verified prophecies. It is only only the Bible. It is certified. It is only the Bible that has verified prophecy. You may ask yourself, okay, what prophecy now? What is this guy saying? So, the fulfilled prophecy is solid evidence that God is the divine author of the Bible. The fulfilled prophecy, the prophecies I'm going to, the prophecy I'm going to talk about now, the prophecies I'm going to talk about now, are a proof that God is the divine author of the Bible. So, in Isaiah seven fourteen, Isaiah chapter seven verse fourteen, um. It was, it was talking about how a virgin will give birth to a son and that son will be called Emmanuel. When we go over to Matthew, we go over to Matthew 1, 18 to 25, we see that prophecy, the prophecy fulfilled. We see the exact same prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14, fulfilled. Now, we talk about the crucifixion, the crucifixion of Jesus. It was prophesied in Psalms that Christ was going to be crucified. It was prophesied and you see that in john 19 the prophecy was fulfilled and take note if you now say okay how is it how like what what do we mean by okay just because the prophecy was fulfilled and it's in the bible now that's why it was fulfilled history 
has crucifixion, the crucifixion of, of Christ as a major historical event. History has it as a major historical event. You can go and search. You can go. You can even type it now as we're doing Bible study. History has it as a major historical event. So, these are one of the... All these few points are to prove to you that the Bible is reliable. It's a reliable source for direction. It's not just... Oh, it was not just put put up and you now say, okay, um, it's just random text. Let's go. These texts have been proven to be textually pure and complete. Can you guys are you guys are you guys following? Are you guys following? If if you're not following, just if you're following, please respond so that I'll know to keep going. Hallelujah. Okay, so go ahead. I'll go ahead now. Go ahead now. Awesome. So I'm going to talk about another thing. I've said God's word is reliable. God's word is reliable. And it's a proof, the proof that we have given. There's so many other proofs that we can give to show how authentic the Word of God is. But we're going over to another one that says, the nature of God's Word, it is transformational. God's Word is transformational. God's Word is transformational. Never doubt the fact that God's Word is ready to transform you. Never doubt that fact. God's Word is extremely transformational. We'll read Romans 12 verse 2. Just open up your Bible to Romans 12, verse 2, guys. Come on, come on, open up, open up, open up. Open up your Bible to Romans 12, verse 2. And it says here, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. It says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think how many of you have you know in your mind you think you love like you think that you actually care for people you think that you are genuinely there for people like you know how to love people i mean i'm i'm <laughs> i'm at fault with this sometimes i'm like yeah i mean I, I love like i love too much i give like i'm always there i'm always there like but i've noticed that when people do wrong to me i'm just like oh more a whole lot of times i'll just shut out and probably feel like cutting them off and sometimes my friends will bring it on and be like guy what are you doing like why do you always just cut off and for me that's how i i learned to I like i've i over years i've handled emotions or handled like terrible things happening to me i would learn to cut off but guys have you come across first john understanding what love is how many of you have been shattered by reading that reading reading first john like after you felt like oh you love and you now read it you see all the things that you're not doing how many, of, how many of you have had that kind of experience before? For me, I was, I was crazy. I was crazy when I went through First John. So, like it says here, it says, Do not copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. If we don't have God's word, how will we be able to be transformed? How will we be able to change? So this is a major emphasis to the fact that God's word is transformational. God's word has the power to change us. Can we all open up to 2 Timothy 3, verse 16? 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, just pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. Stir up yourselves right now. Just for the next one minute, pray in the language of the Holy Ghost. And I believe that today would be 
well, today is going to mark a new phase for you in your 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 core is going to get to the core of your life right now and you would be a word ranger you would be a man and you'll be a woman of the word come on just lift up your voice in the language of the holy ghost and stir up yourselves right now manto parate mande kebradino sobekede rompe kena mande legendo mantes ribene kebradino ropate kratina mantaraba sobelekete come on just lift up your voice Lift up your voice and pray. As you're praying, you're praying and things are getting aligned for you. As we finish today's study, you are going to have so much desire to study God's word. You're going to be so full of wisdom and you would spend time. You would spend time developing your core. You would spend time developing the source. Come on, just lift up your voice. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Awesome. So let's go over to Second Timothy. Second Timothy 3, 16. To 17 it says all scripture is inspired by god all scripture is inspired by god and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives huh? it says all scripture is inspired by god and it is useful to teach us to teach us what is true one and after teaching us what is true, we can now, it will also make us realize what is wrong in our lives. I don't know, have you ever come across, like, I remember when I used to feel like, oh, like, um, there's some old things I used to store in my head when it comes to scriptures. I feel like, oh, you know what, if you don't do this, you will go to hell. If you don't do this one, you will go to hell. If you don't do this one, you will go to hell. I, I remember some time I met, um, one time I, I had some work in one university and I was spending time with the university guys and two of them met me they came to evangelize to me <clears throat> they spent time talking to me about scriptures and that was in my year one one summer holiday i was doing like one internship thing and they met me and they were talking to me about it they said they asked me if i had done water baptism i'm like i can't remember i think i did one when i was really small like maybe when they gave it to me or something and they said wow that you know kilechi um we really want to save you from darkness and we want to put you into light and um, you know what, if you don't do your water baptism, you most likely go to hell. In my mind, I'm like, ye, ye, ye. So like immediately I go back to school, like I, I didn't even hesitate. I did not hesitate. Like once they say water baptism, I just stood up. I literally just stood up and came up for water baptism. And I did it in my mind, I'm like, ah, yes, yes. But then when I had a teaching that made me understand and corrected me and made me understand that my righteousness is not by the things I have done, not disregarding i'm not disregarding water baptism or anything i mean of course christ said it was just to fulfill our righteousness but then i understood that those things were not prerequisites to take me to heaven i was doing all of those things i was doing all of those things in fear i was struggling with all of those things and it made me feel like i was tired of this faith i was tired i'm like i have to do a lot of things but then somebody got me to understand and corrected me and made me understand that grace, the grace of God is a call to a higher standard of living, which is righteousness. So the fact that I've received righteousness means I can do more, not I would do more to attain righteousness. And so that is what we're seeing here. It says God's word is useful to teach us true and to make us realize what is, what, um, teach us the truth and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. Haven't you come across some scriptures some scriptures even th things that talk about covetousness things that talk about lust and you see yourself and you're like hmm. you know like you know you're doing these things and when you read it in scriptures you're like ah 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 god 
like you see all the rubbish you're doing all the things all the wrong things you're doing you literally see it in one scripture and god has sent it to correct you and sometimes you know they hear what you you can give a strong ear but god's word has the power to change and transform you and god's word is what has gotten you here so the so that truth and the correction the, to make you realize the wrong is what has gotten you to this place it says the next the next point it says it corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us what to what to do and teaches us to do what is right verse 17 it says god uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work we read ephesians ephesians that says for we are saved by grace through faith it is not by our works and it says it's not by words least least you should boast it says because god has already created us to do those good works so god has already created us to do those good works but of course there are some things that you've not been able to do so it's not like it's not a big deal if you do those if you do the good things yeah because god has already created you to do those good works but we know that sometimes of course you're not able to live and do those good things that's where god's word comes in to transform it says here it says god uses his word to prepare and equip his people to do every good work hallelujah are we following are we following to do every good work praise the lord so i was i was talking to pastor k like yesterday evening i'm like our self-esteem is from god's word the transformation you see oh you see all these people come out and say oh i'm beautiful i'm this i'm sassy i'm this like i know like maybe some people would wake up and listen to um kai the bullet you can hear aka kadi b and they keep singing i don't this i don't that i don't mm, i don't hey i don't ooh. and they'll be saying all those things and be telling themselves like you see you see them tell say all the things use like all the vulgar words they want to use in this in this world and it boosts their esteem yeah this is words from an ordinary person and it's boosting their esteem in the negative direction you notice that every single time i don't give i don't give a damn i don't give this i don't give that oh if you try me i've noticed you know honestly this is not to throw any throw any shade but i've noticed that people that listen to songs like that have some certain level of restriction when it comes to showing love like daddy if you try me i cut you off if you do this i don't care if you try not to say but that's what that's the culture they've been put into that's the culture that they've gone into but i said for us that is not what we stand for god's word stands over every single thing so our self-esteem is not from any other thing but from god's word so you see you see some people come out and say oh i'm choleric i'm sanguine i'm caprison i'm fanta blah 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 blah. i don't even know you know that ah i'm vexing so much or i do this one because i'm i'm choleric but i'm co 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 me i don't even care about the zodiac signs i don't know which one is which one but you see people give or attribute their stupid and terrible characters to their zodiac signs and take note a lot of people will remember their zodiac sign before they remember their identity in christ and that's a shocking thing that's a shocking thing in this generation they will spend them you, they can remember every single thing once you touch them they'll be like oh no 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 um like i'm not used to opening up i'm not used to doing this one like that's it's not it's not how we do it i'm this i'm that no we do not do that in this kingdom 
we put God's word as priority before any single thing. We put God's word as priority. So when other people in the world are getting their esteem from things that do not give you esteem but hide your insecurities, we go to God to fix those insecurities and build our esteem from his word. And that's where the transformation comes from. That's where the revealing, we see the truth. We see that we are seated in heavenly places. We see that we are righteous. We see that we are heirs in Christ Jesus. And so that is where the transformation comes from. So I want you guys to understand today that the word of God is transformational. Hallelujah. And the word of God is still relevant today. It's still relevant the word of god from back then is still relevant today it's still relevant today how many of us wake up and say the lord is my shepherd i shall not want and you start to quote some twenty three. you say some of you are, if i tell you guys to, to to say it now some of you might have forgotten some twenty three. but no wahala but then you speak the word you speak the word you said lord your word is a lamp unto my feet and a, and, a, and a guide lord a light unto my path is a lamp to guide my feet and a light unto my path and you speak those words to till today we need god's word to guide us we need god's word to shine light we need god's word to shine light all over our lives so god's word is still relevant to today so i want you guys to tell yourself god's word makes sense god's word makes sense like you know, I don't know if you've seen that. If you've seen that, what they call it, the um, terror, terror, the archangel movie back then. You see, guy, die this, tra, tra, tra. That's how we're supposed to be when people in the world come to us and try to tell us, oh, you guys are trying to sound, you're trying to be all spiritual. Well, I have a definition of this. I know the, what this is supposed to be. I'm like, no, homo, die this, tra, tra, tra. God's word says. We stand on God's word because God's word is still relevant. I don't know if you guys are understanding. I'm trying to hit it to make you understand. You do not need any other source. You do not need any other source of wisdom in this life. God's word will literally give you everything. I'm not saying, oh, you now wake up now. Some of you that are still in school, you now wake up. Or those of you that are doing your job, you now say, oh, I'm not going to read the company documents. So if my boss tells me to go and do data analysis, I'll say, okay, sir, in the book of Genesis chapter this. No, that's not what I'm saying. Don't go and do that one before you lose your job. I'm saying when it comes to the issues of life, when it comes to the things, to, to, to morality, when it comes to defining the standards of righteousness, we know that God's word is our standard. And it's still relevant to today. For whatever thing, oh, for heartbreak, oh, for heartbreak, oh, for love, oh, whatever it is, God's word is still relevant. And it's fixing things. It's still changing lives till today. One of the scriptures that touched me today, like earlier this year, while I was preparing for the year, like I, I was thinking, I'm like, oh God, what am I going to do? I mean, apart from our theme, our theme as a family, I was thinking, I'm like, ah, like, yes, I know that we're supposed to function in the supernatural this year and all that, but I'm like, God, I need you to tell me something for myself. Give me a word for myself, for myself. And I started to read Matthew and I was going through the book of Matthew and then I saw how all the things that were affecting me, all the things, the pain, the frustration i didn't have a place to stay i didn't have anything to do like i was just confused i'm supposed to start school the borders are closed i'm like god what am i going to do 
And I found out in his word, and he took like while I was studying, he told me, he's like, I'm enough. I'm enough. And he sent me to Matthew to check. I went there and I saw, I read the whole, I read the whole book, and I'm like, God, you are enough for me. You are more than enough, and you are all that I need. So, guys, I want you to understand, and I want you to understand that God's word is enough. So now we know, now we know all these things. Now we know all these things. Now we understand the nature of God's word, that God's word is reliable. God's word is a lamp to guide our feet. God's word, God's word is a light to our path. God's word is relevant. God's word is powerful, full of so much power. God's word is transformational. Since we know all that here, what's next? What are we supposed to do? So this is the, a call. This is a call now. I'm, I'm, I'm calling you guys out. I'm calling you guys out now to make God's word your standard. To make God's word, God's word your standard. We are not living by any other standard in the world. We are not living by any other thing in the world. We are making God's word our standard. And some of you would have questions like, you have, in, in, in quick, quick, quick one, if you have problems, if you have problems studying scriptures, if you have problems actually studying, you don't know what it is, you don't know what to do, of which I don't know if anybody's having problems like that here. I think you should hit, hit, um, send a message to the group. Send a message to the group so that you can be guided and put through the whole process of understanding God's word. Guys, you cannot stay without studying and feel comfortable. Tell yourself that. You cannot stay without studying and feel comfortable. Without studying the word of God, you will be a mumu in the things of life. You will be a mumu in the things of life. And when I mean mumu, complete one. You would sit back and anything that goes around, you'd be like, eh, hmm, oh, okay. I can come to you now and tell you that Jesus was Chinese tell you that Jesus is Chinese and I will bring, bring different things and just bring one Greek word and tell you, oh, oh, Shanamashi or, or Chinwani. It's one random thing. And you'll be like, wow, I'll be like, that, that, that word, if you see, uh, beside God, it means God is Chinese. Um, what do you call it? Jesus was Chinese. And you believe. Some of you will believe. Not, well, not some of you here. I don't, I'm not saying some of them will believe. Some of them will believe. Why? Because you, you don't even know God's word for yourself. If you are here and you are depending just on Bible study to edify yourself, you are wrong. And that 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 prop that ceases today. That problem ceases today. From today you will study fervently. From today you will equip yourself. You will get ready to divide the word of truth. Come on, I want you to tell yourself that right now. From today you will get ready. You will get ready. And here's what here's the thing that here's the funniest thing. Before I used to feel like as a believer, God would just come up and tell me, just come, son, son, I will now wake up and say, wow, I heard a voice. Who are you? Speak for your servant here. And then he will now tell you, I want you to study the word today. At all. She people say, I don't know how to say it, but then, guys, it is not possible. I mean, there's sometimes that God can tap you to do stuff, but then, you have to desire studying of the word. You have to develop the hunger for yourself. God is not just going to wake up. I mean, he, if, if you ask for him to fire you up, he will. From the inside, he would burn and stir those desires. But those desires will not let... You, those desires will wax cold if you are lazy towards studying your scriptures. 
So I want you to tell yourself today, I'm a person of the word. Tell yourself right now, I'm a person of the word. I'm a man. I'm a woman of the word. I study scriptures fervently. I study scriptures with passion. I study scriptures with love because I want to know. I know that this is, I know that my father has put every single thing there for me. All the issues in life, all the things that I'm struggling with in life have been put in scriptures by my father. Come on, I want you guys to just say that to yourself. Tell yourself that you will study, you will study the word of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, um, I'll just go through and talk about the benefits. One the benefits of keeping the word of God as your source code. Benefits of keeping the word of God as your source code. Like like I said before I brought up the meaning, I said source code is the fundamental component of a computer program. So we're trying to take you back to what really matters. What really matters? Studying your scriptures. We sing read your Bible, pray every day. Pray every day. Pray every day. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Some of you sing some of you were singing that thing until now. You don't even know the relevance. You don't know the importance. If you want to grow as a believer, if you want your core to be full as a believer, you will have to study God's word. You have to soak yourself in God's word. So you cannot sit back. You cannot sit back. You cannot sit back. Guys, you have to spend time and study God's word. Why? Because God's word has proven itself over time that it is reliable. God's word has power. How is it? How many of you have, have had experiences where you lay hands on somebody and you, and you pray for them and, and they're sick and you lay hands on their body and, and they, after praying, you find out that they are healed completely? Did you do it by yourself? No. If you did not see that exhibition, if you did not imagine it, after seeing in scriptures that Jesus laid hands on the sick and they were healed and it stamps in your forehead, it stamps and enters your head and you know that just as my father has done, I will do. So I can lay hands on the sick and they will be healed. So guys, I'm emphasizing it now. I'm emphasizing it now. So like I, I wrote down here, I said, if you don't have knowledge, you don't have sight. If you don't have knowledge, you don't have sight. Because knowledge is what gives sight to your body. So if you're not studying the Bible, what are you seeing? What, what vision are you seeing? You say you see the Lord. You see the Lord. Where? Is, you did not see him. Where did you see him? You see the Lord, you see the Lord, you see the Lord. You see the Lord high upon the throne, but you're not reading your Bible. Once they raise it in church, I see the Lord, you shout at the top of your voice. Where have you seen him? Where? It's not possible. So you have to go back. You have to go back and study. I said, I said, if you don't have knowledge, you don't have sight. You are as good as a blind person. That's why Paul... Even as Paul, Paul, Paul said in Ephesians, he said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding may be enlightened. The eyes of your, of your understanding may be enlightened. As you study scriptures, the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened. And you will know the hope. Now you know the hope. Why? How do you know the hope? Because you study. So knowledge is what will give sight to your body. In Matthew, Matthew 6, 20, it says, Matthew 6, 22 explains, it says that the, the eyes is the, is, is the avenue where light enters the body. 
just as your eyes sees whatever your eyes sees, if your eyes beholds darkness it gets in so i want you guys to channel your minds today that your eyes will see light your eyes will see the light of god's word your eyes will see the will see light in god's word i want you to tell yourself that come on say it right now as a prayer your eyes will see the light in god's word as you study god's word his light will overwhelm you his his light will fill your body and fill your body completely come on just say that short prayer say that short prayer yeah hallelujah yeah so I want you to do something. I want you. To, I want you to do something after after Bible study. Yeah, after Bible study, I want you to write down the things that have been bothering you. Write down things, the challenges that you've had, things that you have experienced, and things that are contrary to God's word. Find out. Write down all those things. Yeah, and go and attack it with the word of the Father. Have the mindset that God's word is over every single thing. God's word over every single thing. We put God's word as priority. No other thing counts. So I ask you, what is your source code? What is your source code, guys? When push comes to shove, what what happens? If they shake you today, what will come out? If they shake you, are you just going to be dropping rubbish? Are you going to be dropping inaccurate things? Are you going to be dropping emotional things and, and being an emotional Christian instead of being a biblical and, and, and doctrinally sound Christian? Somebody that spends time and is studious and studies the word of God. Guys, it is God's word over everything. So today, the question is, are you going to let the word define things to you? Are you going to let the world define what sex means? Are you going to let the world define what love means? Are you going to let the world define what giving? What giving means? A lot of you will spend time. I mean, not to throw any shade. I, I, I was. I, I watched some of the shows, but not. Oh, I don't watch some of those shows. But then you'd see that big. The Big Brother show came up, and after the show, somebody that was just in the house, you were in the house eating food and playing game, and becoming head of house. Like mad, you were doing that after you come out of the house. You now have fans, people are now supporting you and drawing tattoo and saying, Oh, team, this team, that. And before you know what's happening, they buy Range Rover Sports, they buy PS4, they buy this one, buy that one. But when it comes to giving, you rather give your favorites, you rather give your celebrities than give to the Lord. That's wrong, that's completely wrong. Where is your heart? Where are you? Like, what are you letting the world define for you? Are you going to keep letting the world define the standard that God has set in his word? Are you going to let the world define all those things for you all in the name of being woke? So guys, today is the time for you to settle and go back. God's word is a lamp to guide our feet and a light for our path. I want you to say it right now. Come on. Say it and affirm it say it affirmatively come on we say your god's word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path come on say it again we say god's word is a lamp to guide my feet and light for my path so i want to if, if there's anything i want you guys to take back in god's word has the power to transform you every issue in life every issue in your life and and over this this month we're going to be talking about god's god's word and pastor k has a whole lot 
Pastor Key has a whole lot to share, and I, I'm, I'm so excited because I know that the next coming Bible, like the forthcoming Bible studies, would be so full. You guys are going to go go back with so much knowledge, and you see when you see the Word of God, you will be dancing. So. Guys, I want you to go back. I want to stir up the zeal to study, study the word of God and not just be cold. Some of you might be like, oh, okay, I mean, what if I leave it? What if I, I live with my parents or something and there are people like, I don't want to disturb them. I don't want like, they're always making noise or doing this. They then find time. Like I, I personally live with somebody. So I've already calculated it. I'm like, by the time he's out, out for work, I have enough time to spend time and study. I have enough time to spend time and be as loud as I want to be to worship and spend time studying scriptures. Because I know that, oh, by the time everybody comes back, their time might not be my time. Everything, they might be doing different things and it will be distracting. So guys, don't give yourself excuses. Spend time, find somewhere. Find somewhere to study. Don't study the word of God and be watching TV. Devote some time. Give yourself time. And one thing I'd say is, Bible study is not enough. Our Sunday Bible studies, it can never be enough. So you have to go back. You have to go back and study for yourself, guys. So I, I, I hope you guys are uh, you guys are able to understand everything I've said. Were you guys able to understand the things I've said today? Were you guys able to understand? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, were you guys able to understand? No, oh, I can't even see you. Oh, awesome, awesome, awesome. So I just want you to lift up your voice in the language of the Holy Ghost. Come on. For the words that you have heard today, lift up your voice in the language of the Holy Ghost. Mante paka de bronogo sebeletia, si bene kemen dono kombanania, sompege de belete kembara dogondos, mante kendenemende, roba kadabala de, roba kadabala de nomondos. Come on, lift up your voice as we pray. As we pray right now, things are shifting for you. You are going to have the zeal to study. You are going to place God's word above any other thing. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. You are going to find the beauty. You are going to find the beauty in God's word. You are going to find the beauty. You will not see God's word and see it as normal. Oh, okay, just random. You will not see it as just random. Come on, as you study the word of God, you would feel you would feel yourself full as you study you will be full of the spirit as you study you will be full of the spirit of god manto breneka brendos covri paradino lompete ke bosso teke de belete nimbe kate bondolo de bretino sopa kada balada sopa kada balada rege de 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 Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice and pray fervently. Pray fervently. If you've had problems with studying, if you've had problems with studying, tell yourself you would study. You would you would be motivated. The motivation doesn't come from God. It comes from you. It comes from you. You will be diligent. You will be diligent to study God's word. You will be diligent to study God's word. You will not be weary. You will have strength. You 
will have strength to study the word of God. Come on, lift up your voice and pray. Our fundamental is the word of God. Our fundamental is the word of God. The core of our being is the word of God. We dwell on the word of God. Nothing else, nothing else matters but the word of God. What is our source code? What is your source code? What is the fundamental? What is the root of your growth? Your spiritual growth is anchored, is anchored on the word of God. You are a person of principle. You will study, you will be disciplined to study the word of God. And you will be a you, your principle would be prayer, study, prayer, study, and show. You will not just pray and study, you will show. You will show forth what you have studied. Just as we studied, and it says the word of God is willing to correct, is willing to change us, and willing to make us new. It's, it shows us the truth, and it shows us where we are wrong. Just as we do that, you will grow. You will grow by virtue of studying the word of God. Come on, lift up those beautiful voices and bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Bless the name of the Lord. Hallelujah to Jesus. Hallelujah to Jesus. Come on, bless his name. Bless his name. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So guys, I just want to thank you guys for tonight, for today. Thank you for listening to God's word today. And I, like I said, I thank Pastor K a lot for this opportunity to bring God's word to you guys. I would never take it for granted. Vivify is a family that I'm always ready to serve every single day of my life. So guys, I hope you guys have gone back with something today. I hope you guys have gone back with something that God's word is the standard. God's word is the standard. God's word over everything. God's word over every single thing. God's word over every single thing. I'm emphasizing it. God's word over every single thing. Now we say, we, we go over Psalm 119 verse 105 again. Can we say it together? It says, your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. Can we all say it together? Can we all say it together? Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and light for my path. So guys, in the quest, in the journey of life, in the journey of life, when you spend time studying God's word, when you spend time praying, when you spend time in the spirit with the Father, your path will shine bright. Mm, did, you, did you guys says that your path will shine bright hallelujah somebody <laughs> but joking i'm jokingly serious your path will shine your path will shine bright so i want you guys to understand that constantly god's word is your guide god's word is your guide and no other standard the standard we walk with is the word of god hallelujah so guys thank you so much for today thank you so much for today I am super confident that this has been a blessing to you. Keep praying with it and let these words drive you to action.
to live in the fullness of the will of God for your life. Stick around for more. God bless you. I love you.